It's the most magical opportunity to take a step off your real life. Let's look at these markers and then understand, do you have a hormonal issue? Do you have a medical issue? And then take a look at your life and see how can you change it? From the Pritikin Longevity Center in Miami, Florida, welcome to the Healthier Everyday Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, your mindset, the food you eat, and putting it all together to create an amazing lifestyle. In this episode, Kimberly Gomer and Carol Espel talk about the dangers of prediabetes and diabetes and why it's important we need to be aware of them. They also provide solutions to help prevent and manage these conditions. Kimberly Gomer is a registered dietitian and former director of nutrition at the Pritikin Longevity Center. She was in that role for more than a decade and has over 20 years of experience helping people lose weight and live a healthy lifestyle. Carol Espel is the director of fitness at the Pritikin Longevity Center and has decades of experience as well. Her and her team of fitness experts help thousands of people a year improve cardiovascular health, mobility, and increased lean muscle mass. Enjoy today's episode, and don't forget to like and subscribe. So I left Pritikin in January to open up a private practice, and I am currently the director of Body Beautiful Miami, which is a body contouring company here mm. in sunny Florida, Miami, and uh, in addition to a private practice. Uh, but I can't stop coming back to Pritikin because it's still, of course, in my heart. I love it. And uh, what Pritikin offers that I cannot is the idea of getting a break from your life, coming in and having an immersive experience, which is priceless. And what we're going to talk about today, getting you some medical, physical, mental health attention that you won't get any other place. So I recently moved from Miami to uh, a little town called Lighthouse Point, Florida. And for those of you who don't know me well, my husband and I are big fishermen. We love to fish, right? I sent you the yes. mahi we yes. caught. And we moved from Miami into a fishing community called Lighthouse Point. And it's a ton of people who fish, which is awesome. So I'm driving, we just moved there literally less than two months ago, and I'm driving down uh, the, the road and I see this gigantic billboard. And it says, the chances of you being uh, in a shark attack, being attacked by a shark are one in 11.5 million. And I'm like, wow, because whenever there's a shark attack on the news, like we think yeah, about big it. Big time, I yeah. Have, right? And then under it, it said, the chances of having pre-diabetes, one in three. And I was like, oh my God, here's my people. Like, thank you. We're getting the word out that we line up three people and one out of three people have pre-diabetes. It's insane. And mind you, if we line up 10 people with a diagnosis of diabetes, seven of them, seven of those 10 will die of heart disease they will die of a heart attack or stroke. Oh my gosh. So we have a problem. Americans are not getting healthier. We are not getting better. And it's not just America. I just recently read in China, 500 million people in China, that's half of their population, have prediabetes or diabetes. And it's not 
you were saying Japan's not better, India's not better. The rage of diabetes, of prediabetes, it's raging. It's not getting better. We have an epidemic. Well, why? Why do we have the problem? So, you know me, I have a bias. It's the food, silly. It's the ultra processed food that anywhere, everywhere we are consuming and over consuming. And when I started at Pritikin more than 10 years ago, I used to recommend a book. It's still a good book. It's called Fat, Salt, and Sugar How the Food Industry. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And it's still available. You, Michael Mosley, you can get it on Audible. And it talks about in detail how the food industry, on purpose, hires scientists to see, well, how sweet, how salty, how fatty do we need to get this food so that that food will hit your dopamine in your brain and you'll be addicted to it? Why is it so hard to give up junk food? Because it's freaking addictive. So... I want to talk today, and I again, I invited Carol to join me because she's awesome and has all this knowledge on uh, fitness. What's the root of diabetes, prediabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease? What, what's the one thing that they have all in common? And that thing is insulin resistance. Mm. When you're overweight, that isn't really the problem. That's not the cause of it. Like it. It exacerbates it? No. Well, it makes it worse, but it's an effect. Mm. If your blood pressure skyrockets, it's an inflammatory response mm -hmm. in the body. And it's pretty crazy that when people come to Pritikin, we identify the problem immediately. So let's talk about insulin resistance, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what is it? Well, uh, our bodies... We can't just handle food. When we eat, our blood sugars go up, and that's a good thing because cells need sugar. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the body will say, okay, blood sugar's up, you ate a meal, and we call out to the pancreas to secrete the hormone insulin. Insulin comes out from your pancreatic beta cells and says to the body, okay, guys, let's go. I'm going to open up a key, unlock the key to open up the gate so the cells can access sugar, because mm -hmm. that's what the cells need. Mm -hmm. But some people, actually, when the insulin's secreted, they are resistant. The cells resist it. And that key, key right, it gets sticky. Mm. But the body still needs sugar. And the body goes, ah, oh, I need the sugar. So what? you must have not gotten the message. Clearly, you didn't secrete enough insulin. I'll have you secreting more. So those pancreatic cells get super stressed out. They keep secreting and secreting. And as people gain weight, particularly in their gut, in their belly, that belly fat, that fat is what makes it worse. So no matter how you lose weight, we see it getting better. But the, the crux of insulin resistance causing high blood sugars, diabetes, inflammation, cancer, why is it that when people had covid they had a bad outcome if they were obese, if they had diabetes, because it's an inflammatory response in the body. So understanding that a high blood sugar, a high hemoglobin A1C, that's a result of this insulin resistance for many people. And the problem is you don't know you have it 
based on general markers. You can have a normal blood sugar. You can have a normal A1C. You can have insulin resistance for years and not know it. One way you know you're insulin resistant is if you're really strict with your diet, whatever that is, and you're working out like a mad woman or man, and you do great for a month, and then all of a sudden you plateau, the dreaded plateau. Mm. That's usually an insulin resistant person who's plateauing. So understanding that measuring insulin resistance, looking at metabolic health so that we can get diabetes reversed, that we can get obesity reversed, and do it in a way that makes scientific sense, evidence-based. Mm. So when you come into Pritikin, they test two things that really show you where you are. One is your fasting insulin. Two is your HSCRP, that C-reactive protein mm. that is showing inflammation in the body. When that's going up, when insulin is high, we know we have a metabolic problem. So I love to talk metabolic health and diagnosing metabolic health when you come into Pritikin is great. So now you know you have a problem, right? Yeah. And we know we need to make the body less insulin resistant. And what we think about is more insulin sensitive. And that's, Carol, where you come in. How can I go into the gym, gym and make my body less insulin resistant? I think there's two ways. You know, we talk about cardiovascular activity, and it's such a big part of our program at Pritikin, you do it every day. And there are so many reasons, there's a plethora of reasons, but you know, one of the reasons that uh, we, we require it is, or that we believe in it so much, and the science tells us this as well, is that it does, it, it helps your body, it helps that what I call your metabolic furnace. It helps fuel that furnace that might've been a little sleepy because now you're challenging your body to do more than it's been used to, challenging your heart and lungs in ways where as you're taking in the oxygen, you're breathing harder and faster, and it's gonna bind with all your energy sources. Anything you have stored in your body is gonna start to be utilized and you become a better, to, to, to fuel the exercise, and you become a better metabolic um, you're a fuel. You're, you, become very, you become better at getting met, more metabolically active. So, and metabolically healthy. And right? metabolically healthy. So we see, um, you know, the stimulation of heart and lungs in, in cardio activity. And, and as I said, it really, it taxes the metabolic system in the beginning. But then when things start to adapt, it's amazing. Like day three, we start to see this metabolic, you become so much more metabolically active and better at becoming metabolically active. So you're better at utilizing those energy sources that you have, using them in ways that support better metabolic health. And what about mental health? Like mm. it's your happy pill. Thinking about why do people eat the food they shouldn't? Seriously, am I really gonna eat a Pop-Tart? Am I really gonna eat junk food? Let's face it, we've eaten junk food, why? because we want that dopamine mm. hit to our brain. Mm. It's addictive. It, for the moment, it tastes great. And exercise. 
No, I talk about, yeah, right? the, the, I talk about the, the endorphins, you know, that you used yes. to hear about from all these runners. They're alive and well. They are yeah. very much, uh, and they are huge motivators. It's just like an, an addiction. They're huge motivators. Once you realize how much better you feel, once you start to experience, you know, maybe day three, you wake up and, and you're, and you feel like, wow, I, my, my energy's, I feel like, I feel like getting out of bed today. I actually feel like getting out of bed. And you know what? I think I'm excited about exercise. You know, so it, t- it takes it's amazing, us amazing. Right? But it, it, it's just week after week, I see it happen. And it's, it's just such a gift because you have to do it. You have to feel it to believe it. You have to experience it. Um, I, I feel like our guests that come are very savvy. So, yeah. So both the strength training mm. and the cardio. Yep help the body be more insulin sensitive. And remember, the whole idea of insulin resistance means insulin is going to make your body body into a fat store. Mm. That's what insulin does, helps you store the fat, right? Mm -hmm. So we want you to be a fat burner. And to your point, cardio, yes. but, but also the strength training yes. to your point, when your lean tissue, your lean muscle is, um, has not been used and, and it's weak, we call that atrophy, the tissue itself actually shrinks. And that's to your point, that's where the fat sort of squeezes in there to take up that space because there's no demands on the muscle. The minute you start strength training, the minute you start engaging those muscles in ways that they, maybe they haven't been for a while, they start to push out that fat that's in the actual, you know, all this might be surrounding the tissue. The tissue gets stronger, it gets better, and it gets bigger slightly, you know, to depending on how you're training. But it becomes, again, demanding metabolic fuel. So we, we get that metabolic furnace pulled right into those muscles, even more so. So you have your cardio, then you add the strength. You got these two big demands now on the body for um, energy. So the metabolism starts to kick in in the way it was designed to kick in. And I, and I think to your point that we need to understand that there's a lot of benefits to exercise, be it cardio mm-hmm. or strength training, mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with that little, how many calories mm-hmm. you burn. Absolutely. We need to get away from that idea that we can outrun our fork. You know, we always Mm. say that. And uh, where I work now, we say we have a magic machine that can remove fat, which it can, but you can out eat the machine too. (laughs) So we've seen it happen, unfortunately. And back to looking at how can insulin resistance, how can you change the game? Well, first of all, you as a consumer can understand what your metabolic health is like. What is your fasting insulin? What is your, what are your triglycerides like? Mm-hmm. What's your cholesterol pattern? What's your blood pressure? Again, very easy to come into Pritikin and they do Get that all for you. It's so amazing. But understanding that the, the cure, and there is a cure. You can be an insulin resistant person and change that tune. It's not like you have to live with that all your life. Mm-hmm. And the way you do it is, number one, you got to get rid of the ultra processed foods. There's no exercise. There's no meditation. Mm-hmm. There's no yoga that's going to be able to combat those ultra processed foods. So that's step one. Obviously, you're going to fine tune your eating mm-hmm. 
and your exercise to your individual goals, your individual uh, health situation, but getting your food where it needs to be. Thinking about bringing exercise, both strength and cardio into your life. And as important, where is your sleep and where is your stress? We have people who are pounding away at the gym and not getting results. Well, why not? Well, that's a, a talk for another day about cortisol and the stress mm -hmm. hormone. Mm -hmm. So our bodies can hormonally change as we age, as we have medical conditions, and those changes can affect us in pretty frustrating ways. But I will challenge anybody who knows that they have a diagnosis of prediabetes or diabetes, where they're really fighting with weight, look into insulin resistance. Look at that as that root cause and figure out Again, come into Pritikin. Yeah, well, what you need to do. I keep do. saying it, but honestly, it's the most magical opportunity to take a step off your real life mm -hmm. and come in and say, "Okay, look at my labs. You're not you're not a you're not a lab rat. You're a person, but let's look at these markers and then understand: Do you have a hormonal issue? Do you have a medical issue?" And then take a look at your life and see how can you change it? Or how can you adjust it? I feel like it's reiterating once you know so much more. And I feel um, like the pretty consistent, like day one, when you do all your labs, you learn so much more about yourself. I, when you, then you're more empowered to make the right choices because it's really just about choice. It's lifestyle. More, you know, we agreed. How you sleep how, you know, why your life is so stressed and really taking a deep dive into all those things. And I think Pritikin's so great because they've got the behavioral it's psychology all <laughs> department. It's all at your, at your feet. Yeah, but it, not only that, it's like it, it addresses those four components of lifestyle, sleep, um, eating, moving, and um, stress. And those things are very much under our control, but it's just taking that control and feeling empowered to do it, not being intimidated. And I think it can be very intimidating coming to a place like this. Right. You don't know what to expect. It could be more challenging in ways you didn't really understand. But the minute you get here, you're, you're here. And that's where we start. And, you know, when you're younger, you know, when you're not yeah. 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, <laughs> you know, it can be extremely uh, scary you yeah. think, oh my God, for the last 50 years, I've been doing this. I've lived like this and yeah. I've eaten. And, you know, it's not just your birthday, Christmas, or New Year's. <laughs> it's the day to day, literally marketing, social media. Of course, we're part of social media too, but it, we're being thrown into mm. so much confusion. Should we eat carbs? Should we not eat carbs? Should we watch fat? But the truth of the matter is, I promise you, I've been doing this for 25 years helping people. There is not one plan that works for everybody. And, and figuring out based on your lifestyle mm. and not being overwhelmed with, oh my God, are they these two women telling me I need to fix my sleep and my, my mood and my exercise yeah. and my food? Yeah. And we're saying like, not today. One step at a time. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I... Uh, <laughs> when I work with people, when I coach people, 
Um, they always, one of the things I do is they send me a picture of their, their food when they eat. Oh. And I, and it's a hard time of year now. It's always a hard time. And one of my clients said to me, you know, I'm really trying. And I said, you know, it's literally one meal at a time. It's not even one day at a time. It's one meal at a time, making a choice from a place where you are driving the bus with food. The food isn't somehow has power over you. And there's no right or wrong to that. I mean, because it isn't a diet. It isn't a, you know, a program that you're on that you went off of because it's Christmas. No, it it is that choice of deciding, well, I'm going to a Christmas party and maybe I'll have some soup and salad before I go, but I know I want to have a piece of Aunt Jane's carrot cake. So I'm going to have that. And then tomorrow it will be my new day. And I I start again. Maybe you're not going to have that because you have decided that the addictive nature of carrot cake does okay. not work for uh, no, you. But maybe you're going to have a roll or something. Yeah, you know, something I, I that know. you enjoy. Right. Like I just feel like we but, need to separate um, being hungry because mm, that's never okay. Yeah. And if you've been a dieter all your life, which I certainly have been all my life since uh, birth, that's another story. <laughs> uh, literally, you're used to being restricted, restriction, restriction. So we really want to mm, take see. this and stop this this kind of what should we say this mantra? You have to punish yourself. No, uh. you have to give yourself that love. So back to kind of uh, bringing it all together. If you are suffering, and we know it's a suffering with any blood sugar issues, if you've been diagnosed or you suspect. You can come to Pritikin and figure it out. I love that about this place. I love it too. So I want to tell you that, as you know, I can't stay away from Pritikin. And I'm so thrilled to say that I've been invited back to do a master class in January uh, for a deep dive into insulin resistance, hormones, mm. how to lose weight without being hungry. So if you you're going to be at Pritikin, I do this lecture a few times a year. Uh, I would love to uh, see you, meet you. And uh, yeah, and I want to just say that this is something that we can solve. It's not a mystery. And that's what we love about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so great, Kim. Um, And we're doing this program called Jumpstart um, in January. January Jumpstart. January (laughs) Jumpstart. And it's just every day there's a different um, activity and event, special event. And we do a lot of these now, which is really exciting. So you get a chance to participate in any way you like. There's a panel I'll be part of for fitness and wellness. There's more information, obviously, from you and nutrition. And we've got just some really great speakers and presentations that are a lot more interactive and not just like you're sitting in a lecture. I think it's going to be a great, great way to start January. So thank you so much for coming. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to the Healthier Every Day podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you're interested in discovering and learning about health and wellness, visit pritikin.com. That's P-R-I-T-I-K-I-N.com.